1: To charge on as always, I am your host Sean Green. Not new fancy intro this week. I mean, there is nothing going on. Uh, nothing going on. Uh, which it's the, the, this is the time where we make our money because this is the dead period where you you figure out news to talk about. Last week it was Johnny Dawkins. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday, March second. So I just watched um, our basketball team blow another. Uh, below another game so that's always a good time um, but we got a couple things to talk about a couple things to discuss again another short episode guys I promise once spring kind of gets kicked into action we'll get back to our regularly like hour-long episodes but not too much going on Rob haven't seen you in a little bit obviously it's off-season so how is the uh, off-season life treating you the last couple weeks
0: well, this, the off-season for this podcast is real life uh, in in another segment. So, uh, you know, working, working, more working, you know, all the fun stuff. And there's no, no UCF athletics to turn to. I mean, baseball's been pretty fun, but UCF men's basketball is a complete joke. So, uh, nothing to look forward to there. I think college is kind of done with for the season at least for UCF's perspective and uh, turning my attention to spring training for baseball you know the rest of hockey the rest of basketball uh, you know at least we got some pro sports but yeah UCF is kind of UCF athletics has taken a little bit of a a little bit of a dive here the the later part of the season I think a lot of people had uh, much higher expectations me, me and you both I think higher expectations for men's basketball we're talking tourney, you know March madness and that looks like it's probably in the rear view mirror. So, yeah. A little disappointing, but, you know, still reasons to be excited about UCF.
1: Well, quickly, I actually give your quick thoughts cuz I gave my thoughts on if UCF should fire Johnny Dawkins. Give a quick thought, do you think UCF should fire Johnny Dawkins?
0: Um, I'm I'm kind of back and forth with it. I've I've played with both ideas as far as, you know, from a quality standpoint i i think johnny dawkins you know has always kind of underperformed with this uh, men's basketball program um that being said i mean i think he's brought them farther than a lot of other guys have you know he's obviously a phenomenal recruiter he's a big reason why you have taylor Hendricks. he's a big reason why you got cj walker um and darius perry in the in the past you know four stars five stars even if they're transfers um and not recruits you know he's a big reason why you're getting those guys. And I, you know, would be worried to think what would happen if UCF had a different coach, you know, are they going to recruit as well as Johnny Dawkins can? Um, But I think you can only play the, you know, great recruiter hand so far before you're like, okay, where's the results out of this program? Because I mean, you're, you're producing Taylor Hendricks, who is arguably going to be a top 15 draft pick in this year's draft to, if he decides to declare, which I think everybody thinks he will. So, yeah. yeah, he absolutely will. So, I mean, you're losing a top 15 quality prospect for the NBA and you're not doing anything with him. I mean, he's he's having a great season. He's absolutely building his draft stock, but to not make the tourney with a guy like that and and really a solid team all around, I know they've had some injuries, but... You know, uh, Ithiel Horton's been phenomenal the entire season, they've had they have a lot of good quality on this team and, and they just they've underperformed um, and you can't really blame injuries. You you have to look at coaching. And I think that's where Johnny Dawkins is is really falling short. And that's why he's falling out of love, I think, for a lot of UCF fans. Um, that being said, I mean, going into the Big 12, I mean, you kind of need him. I mean, I don't think appointing a new startup coach, because I don't think UCF men's basketball is going to get some A-list, you know, basketball name. Um, they're just not an elite basketball program. They're not going to have that pull like they do for football. Um, so I think going into the Big 12, I think you kind of need to leave Dawkins in there just because you need to keep recruiting. I mean, this team is going to enter as probably one of the worst teams in the Big 12 for basketball. I mean, you're you're entering a juggernaut. So. I think keeping Dawkins at least for another year or two heading into the Big 12 just so he can maybe lay some groundwork, maybe get some recruits, maybe get some transfers um, that you know another coach otherwise wouldn't, I think is probably the best plan of action. But I think his time is, is short. I think his time is short. I mean, he's just not getting the results. And, and I think everybody's growing frustrated with this team.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I've been seeing a lot of Rick Pitino things online. And to that, I say... There's a lot of baggage there. Oh, Uh, yeah,
0: there is. (laughs) And
1: (laughs) without getting into too many details, I mean, I get it. Great coach. But I don't know if that's the look UCF wants for their program going into the Big 12 or even when you're in the Big 12. I don't know if that's the look you want for your program. Going from Johnny Dawkins to Rick Pitino uh, would be a complete 360, not even a 180. You're getting a completely different human um, in that case. So for those fans that tweeted me that and have been commenting Rick Pitino's name, I'd say coach. Probably not. <laughs> great coach, but do not expect him to be the coach at UCF anytime soon or really any prominent school for that matter.
0: Yeah, and um, does does that feel like a Terry Mahajer hire? I don't, I don't think it no, does. No, that's what I
1: said. Does that feel like a UCF hire? It doesn't. I mean... You look at UCF's hires, look at Terry Mahager, and then you can kind of make the assumption of, you know, some programs will do that. They only care about one thing. UCF, it's all about how UCF is a brand nationally, and that is sending the wrong message nationally uh, around the country of UCF hiring Rick Pitino. But hell of a coach, but... Uh, I'd stick with Johnny Dawkins, in my personal opinion. Uh, Drop in the comments down below if you agree or disagree with that. Um, But let's talk some baseball. And by baseball, I mean Clemson's head coach being a little sourpuss. Um, I don't want to talk about it too much, but I found it very funny, Rob. And I think it, 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 it needs a bigger topic in, I guess, sports in general, where... I think when you look at the grand scheme, listen, UCF baseball looks like they're a team. But again, we have no idea since you you look at UCF basketball. They looked like a team and now they're 16 and 13. But UCF baseball looks like they're legit. They go on the road to Clemson, sweep them. And then, you know, listen, Clemson's football stadium is historic. They've got the big hill where the players and coaches run down it. UCF players decided, hey, let's go do that. That's fun, right? You got a couple of football players on the team. Hey, let's do it. Well, coach, uh, Clemson's coach basically called out UCF and said, you know, they're just very cocky and very arrogant, doing the booms, and all that. I think you just take, like, everybody has the same opinion. That's why it's, listen, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. I find it funny that a grown man is upset that a bunch of 18 to 22-year-old kids are, are having a good time playing a sport. I think that's kind of funny. Uh, and I think the thing I would answer with is stop it then. I mean, you couldn't have beat UCF once. I mean, if if you wanted to stop the booms from happening, how about you stop uh having pitchers that are putting them right down the middle to just hit bombs out of out of your stadium. I mean, that was it, I mean, the booms wouldn't stop when they played Clemson. So I think we got a uh, we I think we got a team John Rice is playing decent baseball. I mean, he made some pretty good saves in the outfield uh against Clemson where you're like, "Okay, I mean, that's some pretty good baseball play. I think if John Rice, if I had to guess right now, I think John Rice probably uh, goes and plays in Major League Baseball. I think he he looks like a, a, a baseball player for sure. Um, but we've got Ben McCabe is outstanding. I mean, they've got a full roster. Um, but I think my biggest thing is if you're a college coach, especially not even like a college football or college basketball, if you're a college baseball coach and you're complaining about a team celebrating after hitting home runs or scoring. I don't know what's going on in your personal life or if you have a complex, but I think you need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, huh, what's so bad in my life that I need to say these things. I know it happened a little like a, you know, however many days ago, but I listen, all UCF fans are in agreement and most fans of college sports. I mean, it was everywhere. About UCF running down the hill, but I thought that was absolutely hysterical. Um, And it's good that it wasn't the opposite where we're getting, you know, killed and our, you know, opponents are running uh, into the bounce house, bouncing on the, you know, the bleachers or something. So I'm glad it was the other way around, but also shame on the coach. I mean, geez, like, how old are you and do you have any fun in your personal life? But Rob, kind of what'd you, uh, What'd you take of number one, the beat down that UCF gave to Clemson? Um, they're looking pretty good, but also coaches in general, not, you know, being no fun. I think it, it, it's a sport. It should be fun. You should celebrate when you're kicking a team, but you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, first off, UCF baseball has opened the season. Great. I mean, they really, have, they, they're seven and one. They had, you know, that awful, awful game against FAU. Um, But other than that, they've been firing on all cylinders. They're having fun. And I think that's when baseball, especially collegiate baseball, is fun to watch is when, you know, the players are having fun um, and the team, the whole team is having fun. And I think that's when the fans have the most fun. Baseball is like that, though. I mean, even you don't see it as much in collegiate baseball, just because I think everybody knows, you know, they are kids They're They're a lot younger than your Major League Baseball players. They're expected, they're not expected to be as mature, um, you know, and as cordial to the other team. Um, But no, that's how baseball is. I mean, baseball is probably the most stuck up sport when it comes to, you know, just tradition and, and, um, You know, there's all these unwritten rules. Oh, don't do this. You know, when it comes to the major leagues, the bat flip, right? Oh, don't bat flip. You're going to, you're going to offend the other team. And my response is always the same thing to stuff like that. Celebrations, bat flips. If you don't like it, don't give up the home run. Don't give up 15 runs. Don't give up 14 runs. You don't like the booms. Don't give up the runs. Play better. Play good baseball. Put a starter and a relief pitcher on the mound that's not going to give up a whole bunch of runs. If you don't like it, don't lose. And listen, every other sport has some kind of celebration. You know, tennis and golf, um, the personalities can shine here and there. They're kind of considered, you know, the classy sports. You know, people are supposed to behave themselves a little bit more. But when it comes to like the big four, hockey, basketball, football, you know, I know – Football uh, football's supposed to, you know, throw flags on excessive uh celebrations in the end zone. But listen, you got guys grittying every weekend. You got Mike Gasicki throwing, you know, his his awful gritty. You got Mac Jones doing it, you got Justin Jefferson doing it, and Mac Jones is a, a great
1: gritty. He does he
0: does. He absolutely does, much better than Mike Gasicki's. But um, you know, I think football players are a lot more able to show their personalities. Um, and they don't get flagged for it. Hockey, they're hugging after every goal. They're doing some crazy celebrations. They don't get penalized for it. Basketball, you don't really see a lot of penalties. You know, guys can throw the ice in their veins stuff. Um, you know, the eat, the, the cooking, cooking uh, celebration and stuff like that. But baseball is a lot different. And I don't know. It's just, I think it's an old fogey sport. You know, you have a lot of old white dudes that are just Really, really stuck up and, and really just trent, entrenched in this, you know, idea of tradition and unwritten rules. And it's just, you got to let it go, man. I mean, baseball is already a boring sport because you have to sit there for three hours and not a lot happens unless runs are being scored. So to have, you know, just guys being celebrating, especially college kids, like get off their back, dude. Like you're Well, a grown, that's why man. college
1: baseball is like it's so much more fun because listen, you're, you might not be getting the best players. Like when you watch the MLB, right. It's so competitive. Like it's not shocking if you get a 1-0 MLB score, but I mean like UCF baseball, right. Beating Sienna, the first game, 22 to five. It's like, that's fun. Like, yeah, I mean, 11 to one, like even though we lost three to 13, like the big scores, like you have amateur players. Some of them might not go anywhere after college, but I mean, yeah, you beat Clemson four to two, ten to seven and thirteen to six, and then you beat Bethune Cook by nine nothing. Like th- that is fun. College baseball is a fun. College softball, our softball team. We don't talk about them enough. College softball, last season, I got into it so much. And I never had watched a softball game in my life. Now, I'm like, I'm all in on softball. and I, I I can't explain it. It's so much more fun. So I know a lot of our viewers are mostly. Again, football fans, and I know a lot of the extra sports are not necessarily interested in, but if you're a UCF fan, I highly encourage, especially going to some of these games. Like, baseball and softball games are so fun to go to, so definitely, like, figure out a time. Like, UCF's got some good games coming up. They've got a game tonight um, at home, Johnny Leon Park against uh, Georgia Southern. Um, so that's tonight at 6. So they play Saturday and Sunday, the weekend. Um, but they've got a good schedule, man. I mean a schedule where they I mean they're playing Georgia Southern tonight this weekend then they go North Florida at home on Tuesday and then next weekend they have a home series against Troy Friday through Sunday and then Florida State on Tuesday and Wednesday um they've got some good teams on here I mean luckily they get South Florida at home I'm just looking at the schedule early April South Florida um but this is a very I mean, they could win a lot of games this season. Our baseball team might be might be legit, but I don't know. Coaches that are stuck up like that. I mean, clearly you want to keep baseball back in the 1960s where it was just, you know, snaps uh, when somebody does something good. So sit in your hands until something happens. Yeah. Yep. And then a home run, just be like, wow, Nice cool
0: yeah and and look look what happens when like again in the mlb when something like big happens like that when some controversy happens like when max muncie went yard off of madison bumgarner and he rounds the bases and bumgarner gets pissed off at him and max muncie tells him go get it out of the ocean what happens it becomes a meme on twitter and social media and it turns into a shirt the fans love it it's not the fans it's these old managers and these you know, old heads that run baseball teams and stuff like that, that are just like, Oh, we need to keep tradition. We need to, we need to, you know, we can't be, we can't get, you know, too overconfident. It's not, it's not good for the image and it's just time to move past that, man. We're in a different era and and nobody cares. The fans don't care.
1: Yep. No, it is what it is. I just thought that was so funny and I know a lot of our fans did. So um, definitely had to talk about that. UCF new running back coach. I mean, Again, very small amounts of news, you know, dropped throughout this this offseason now. But Tim Harris Jr. was here for one year, now is going to Miami to be their running backs coach, a downgraded job, but a listen, a loss for UCF for sure. Um I tweeted about it. I think, you know, a coach like Tim Harris really connected with recruits, first of all, but really the running backs in the room. Um, But I think you find a good replacement and a a replacement that, again, is in Gus's coaching tree, which, again, it's almost like an expectation at this point uh, is at least somebody that Gus knows and is familiar with not going outside of his kind of tree. But you go get a guy like Cam Martin, who, you know, was under Gus. He was a player at Auburn, uh, was an offensive analyst uh, at UCF, kind of got his coaching start at UCF, went to Incarnate Word. With GG, uh, GJ Kinney, and then was going to go Texas State to be their running back coach, but you know we had an opening, and he says, "Yep, I'll go. I'll go uh, coach with Gus and you know coach the running backs." Which I think Rob, in the long run, really is a good hire because he's young, he's an up and coming coach. Last two years, he's made all of those those moves. I mean, he started here in 2021, and he's gone to Incarnate Word, uh, word Texas State. And now back here in just two years, that's a crazy two year coaching journey, especially when you're just starting out. Um, so I think you're finding a coach that most likely will stay hopefully for at least a couple years. years um, helps on the recruiting trail. Because again, I really like, you know, the running backs that have played before and can really connect with especially running back recruits. And listen, you've got a lot of great backs on the roster, but we also know some of the backs that are coming up in the next couple of years that are, high-profile backs, and I think getting a guy like Cam Martin to come in and connect with those players is really going to help the recruiting aspect that you are losing in Tim Harris Jr., whether you like it or not. Tim Harris Jr. is known by a lot of people in the state. Um, That's why Miami wanted him. Again, I think it's a downgraded job, but at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do. And I think UCF fills that need of a running best coach with a solid one in Cam Martin, Rob.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're getting a young, you know, upstart coach that is looking to do big things in his young career. Um, It's a guy Gus obviously trusts, a guy Gus knows very well, coached him, you know, and now is hiring him on uh, to be running backs coach. And let's face it, I mean, right now, running backs coach is probably one of the most, you know, um, important specialists to this UCF program. Um, We saw last year just how important the run game was for UCF, how heavily we relied on for, for better or for worse, you know, we were a run first team. And so now running backs coach is a very important, um, you know, coaching position to have. So I think, you know, regardless of what happens under Darren Hinshaw, I would expect Cam Martin to be a very big fixture on the offense next year. Um, you know, we'll see the strides he takes with some of the running backs that are on the roster, Um, you know, obviously RJ Harvey, uh, is probably going to be the main back. So we'll see what he, you know, how he continues to develop under a guy like Cam Martin. So, yeah, I mean, listen, um, you know, even if Darren Hinshaw changes up the offense a little bit, you know, adds a little bit more downfield plays, a little more, a little more throwing action, uh, from their quarterback. Um, you know, I think the, the running back, uh, position is absolutely one of the most important positions, not even just on the offense for UCF, but, but overall, um, you know running back is very, very important to this program. Good job, Gus, for getting to bring him back
1: again. As a UCF fan, don't expect too many outside hires that, you know, I think that's what we've learned to expect. That's what a lot of coaches do, but Gus definitely likes to keep it with people that he's built that relationship with that he knows and that he knows is going to come in and do a good job. So, Listen, good job replacing Tim Harris. Did it quickly, and that's all you can ask for. Um, listen, not too much more Pac-12 news. I know we'll talk about it briefly. And my briefly, I mean brief, because I'm just waiting and counting down the hours until the Pac-12 says we're not a thing anymore or some school dips. That's I'm just waiting for that magical day to come true. But there's news every day that comes out that Oh, they're going to Apple. Oh, well, Apple's only offering 18 mil or per school, kind of. And then uh, there were some crazy rumors about, I don't even know the streaming service because I've never heard of it or whatever it is, but it was going to go there. Well, then they pulled out. And I mean, a lot of crazy stuff going on. But I think what we're kind of just trying to, we're, we're figuring out right now is the Pac-12 ain't going to make any money. And and schools, I think, are starting to realize that, Rob. And we're going to find out probably, and I don't know when, but I'm guessing within the next couple months, I don't think these schools are going to get to the summer. And, you know, if they get a deal, I think at the end of the day, I think if they can get to $25 I don't think anybody's going to leave. I think they stay because I think they're just like, at the end of the day, if we get to 2030, we're going to leave anyway. So I don't know, but I am certainly hoping. And I know a lot of UCF fans Said like they don't want Oregon and Washington because they'll leave in 2030 anyway, and it's like, well guess what? You can at least solidify the big 12 is solidified, but if you can bring in Oregon and Washington and say they do leave to go to the big Ten in 2030, well at least you know your program is or your conference is solidified until 2030. It'll be solidified fine after. But if you could bring in those two schools anyway and bring in a couple more after, you're set up. And just remember, whenever the ACC, we all know what's going on with the ACC. How it's kind of looking like some schools want a little bit more money than others. It's going to be that type of system. But once they disband, because the ACC is going to be dead at some point. We, we're just waiting for the days until that disbands. And that's going to be years. But you might want to go get schools from there. So, I, I mean, quick thoughts, Rob. But I think we can all agree the Pac-12 is basically on its last on its last breath.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're going to do everything they can, I think, to try to salvage it. And, you know, when we were talking, you know, a month ago or so, um, you know, about the Pac-12 initially where there weren't at one at San Diego State, um, you know, it's kind of on its last legs. And it feels like, you know, sort of a uh, sort of a, a desperation move and, and just trying to survive. Like, OK, we don't care what teams we had. Just we just need to add them because, you know, we're losing so many programs. Um You know, I think the nail in the coffin for the Pac 12 is if, obviously, like we talked before, if Oregon leaves, if Washington leaves, um, if Utah leaves, if any of those big programs that are still remaining, because we already know USC and UCLA are on their way out next year uh, or the year after, um, you know, we we know it's on its last legs. Once they lose those programs, which I think a lot of people expect them to lose, probably Oregon, whether to the Big Ten or the Big 12, wherever they decide to go. you know, I think once they lose those teams, that's when it's officially over and maybe it would be officially over before that. And the teams have to kind of scramble to find a new conference, but I think it's much more likely that the PAC 12 tries to salvage, uh, what little of a conference they do have left. Um, and you know, they'll roll with Utah and Oregon as the big dogs. Um, they'll see what they can do, but you know, I wouldn't be shocked if Oregon and Utah and Washington and even like Washington state are looking to, to head on out of there and, and see where they can go from there. Cause they can do better than the Pac-12. You know, the Pac-12 is is easily the worst conference of the Power Five now, and it's it's only going to get worse once USC and UCLA are officially gone. So, um, it's kind of sad because, you know, I grew up a USC fan. I grew up a you know watching a lot of Pac-12 football, um, just because I am from Southern California. And you know, um, it, it's sad to see you know a conference just dissolve like that. But at the end of the day, you know, every program is going to do what's best for itself. So. UCLA and USC, you know, clearly the best move is is going to the Big Ten, a better conference. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to the Pac-12. But yeah, I I would definitely agree with you. It's it's probably on its way out and it's going to dissolve within if not, you know, over the next year and in the next couple of years, it'll probably be dead in the water.
1: Kill or be killed. That is the college football media rights landscape right now. Alright guys, that's all we have for you. Hopefully next week we get a little bit more information, especially on that you know media rights extravaganza that the Pac-12 is doing. Um, a lot more spring ball news coming up. Hopefully some exciting news with this podcast and the future of this podcast moving forward. I'm really excited about and I'm really excited some of the content that we get to bring you that's a little bit different than just this, this regular old setup we got here. A lot of fun and exciting new things. Um, next week Not sure when this episode, the episode is going to get posted Um, at earliest. It might go up Thursday. It might go up Friday. Um, We do not know yet. Me and Rob are traveling on Friday Um, and you won't see Nick for TBD. Uh, Nick is going to be gone for some time, I guess. I don't know. Um, He's getting married. So we are Trump. He's definitely not going to be on this pod. He's got a honeymoon after the wedding. So you're at least not going to see him for a couple more weeks Um, But he's doing good, but we're going to get up an episode next week. We just don't know when, but please like subscribe and turn on the notification bell. It will notify you directly when we post so you can get all of your UCF news for next week. All right, guys. Thank you so much. As always, we appreciate all the support you guys are giving. And like I said, please like subscribe, share, comment, tweet us. Put down in the comment section below. If you don't agree with any of what we've said this episode, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. All right, guys. This has been Charge On from the Believe Network. We will see you
0: next week.